Hey, how's it going? Thanks for checking out the podcast this week. Thanks if you're like a long-term listener, too. Thanks if you've checked out more than one of these. That's fucking sick. I've gotten some nice, and this is not a brag because I, you know, I think very lowly of myself, but like I've gotten some really nice feedback about this, like doing the podcast. Like a few people have like messaged me or like left a comment and I'm like, oh, people like enjoy this. Like even if it's a couple, it actually helps a lot because like this shit takes time to do, like editing and like getting videos and you know it's like i have to charge my gopro and like remember to do stuff you know i gotta sit here on a couch and talk to someone that's like really hard work no but but seriously thanks and um shout out to marcos from standards because he's gonna edit these from now on i fucking hate do i hate editing this shit so thank you marcos you're the best okay uh speaking of being burnt out my guest this week is my pal madison james from the band ogbert the nerd um Madison, I know through like New Brunswick DIY and basement shows, I filled in on drums for Ogbert um, like two years ago in Tom's River at Clubhouse at Tom's River. Rest in peace, that place. Also, I played trumpet on their record, I Don't Hate You. I played some trumpet and some, I think some mallets. But um, yeah, they're, they're friends of mine I've just met through New Brunswick and um, it's been cool to see the come up, right? The glow up of that band, whatever that means. Uh, we, we talk a bit about fifth wave emo and, you know, the umbrella term the buzzword but like how it really like came to be organically online and like in the past few years kind of during the pandemic and also you know me fucking ska guy we draw some parallels to how the ska scene kind of did the same thing and really came up in the past two years without music industry you know like it's funny like th- these bands like build platforms and then the industry's like oh i see you've built something now we want to be a part of what you do so you know I can go on a 20-minute rant about that, but I'm not going to. But, we, we, yeah, we talk about Ogbert. We talk about New Brunswick. I have my DIY life crisis during the podcast where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, am I too old? So that whenever, when I say thank you for the encouragement, it's like, no, seriously, like, thank you. Even if, like, you just listen to this shit, like, that's very cool of you. You don't have to do that, so thanks. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into the podcast. I got some plugs. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, uh, I love fucking money so much. So it's getting cold. Choke Artist Hats are in the web store. The link will be in the bio. There's tons of colors. You know, buy one or um, let's just say something bad will happen to the White House. And also these comps came in. Your Brett Stinks, Volume 5. I've been doing these comps since we started Choke Artist in 2013 or whatever. And uh, this is the first one we've done on final. 100% of the money on this comp is going to charity, America's Food Fund. Because, you know, fucking pandemic put a lot of people out of work. And also... um. The Center for De- Center of Disease Philanthropy, their COVID relief fund. I think I botched that, but I'm gonna split any of the money we make off the vinyl. Like 100%, I'm not keeping any of the money. Um, and you know, I love money, so like this is very hard for me. But it's got new songs from a bunch of sick bands: Mathy, Emo, Shit, uh, Space Corolla, Use Big Words, Invalid, Snooze, Rally Point, Glazed, Good Game, Sleepy Dog, Hikes, Bobbing, Aim Overcast. I don't know if I said Invalids, but um. That's on there too. I probably did say it, but I played drums on it and it was hard work. So I'll say it twice. Okay. And that's it. Thank you, Marcos, for editing these podcasts now. You're the best. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, fuck yeah, let's do the podcast. Okay. I want to I wanted to talk to you because I think I don't want to do DIY anymore. I'll drink to that. I think it's, and I got some years on you. It's, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'd like someone to do it for me now. <laughs> D-I-F-M, do it for me? At some point. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. 
that's like the whole mission now where it's like we we did a lot we did most of our shit just well we did all of our shit completely on our own i just shipped out like 80 packages and i'm just like man when does this become rewarding it it doesn't (laughs) and you know me i still don't have a fucking label maker and i didn't have a laptop till today yeah so those are all handwritten, and I sat at the post no, office. No, dude, I, I, because you can come and use this label maker whenever it, it's changed my life because I used to go on my lunch breaks from work with like if we do a pre-order for like say we did like the floral LP and it got like two hundred fifty pre-orders and it would be like I uh, would sit and on my lunch break thirty minutes of my lunch break I would just mail thirty out every day and I would feel bad because people in the post office are like staring at me. It's hard. It's just like, are you sending out a gas lamp? Does this have any chemicals? Yeah. Every single one. I always, uh, it's a routine now. It's like I have the set line to say, I'm just like, everything applies to the same. Cheapest packaging, nothing in this is poisonous. Yeah. They straight up ask, like, is this a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm mailing guns. I mean, if you ask some people, it's probably worse. Yeah. (laughs) I think, um, I mean, it's cool that, with Ogbert, it's come so far, like, as far as... Because you're mailing out shirts, right? Yeah, it's mostly shirts, CDs, tapes. Mostly mostly shirts. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun, though, you know, to run your own, like, shirt company. I mean, my logic with it was, it's like, when... The, the reason we started doing it was because, like, we needed to raise money for studio shit, and I was like, all I do is just draw stupid shit all day, so... If I could put it on a shirt, why wouldn't I? And if people want it, because, like, we wouldn't have done it if nobody wanted it. Yeah. So you're just like, fuck it. What's more DIY than that, you know? And it's just like, now it's just like, it's gotten to a point where it's like, (laughs) I got a stupid idea for a shirt. Let me put it on a shirt. You know, if it's funny and people like it and they want to support, it's like, exactly. I I think it's fine. And honestly, like, it doesn't make that much money. It, It, like, really doesn't make that much money. I mean... Ten dollar Gildan tees. Yeah, I think at this point, like in making shirts, we're losing money because it's just like I want to do something stupid. Where we just did the we did the shirts. I I made a tweet where I made a. It was a whole joke about how people just forget that Domo happened. So I put Domo on a shirt, and I was just like, "Cool!" And as like, there's like supply shortage everywhere. So it's like, I think for one color Gildan tees, it came out to like eight bucks a shirt, and I was Uh-oh. like. Yeah, yeah, it's bad now. And you're selling them for ten. Yeah, or around there because it's just like I just want these to exist. It's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. And then you know after Bandcamp takes a cut, it's like congratulations, we gave Bandcamp six dollars. Yeah, the, the Bandcamp cut of fifteen percent really cuts in. I want to show you this shirt I'm working on real quick. I want I want your thoughts. I I can't uh, show it to the camera <laughs> yet. I know we're doing a live podcast right now, but um, it's fine. You know we're tastemakers over here. So my roommate made this. <laughs> We'll probably that's like, really good. Do it. <laughs> that's really good. Winnie the perv. <laughs> I was gonna say something about it, like just an image that just doesn't show up in China, but <laughs> yeah, wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you well, know, you have a ban on twinks in China. They banned them. They banned like mullets in China. Really? I I, I don't know if the. God, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like that sounds like a click hole thing, but I'm pretty sure that was like a real thing. I I would believe it. Like you can't w- dress a certain way or be a certain way. And then like in the LGBT sphere, it's like oh, twinks are banned in China. Wow, that's pretty wild. 
Yeah, I wonder what being queer in, in China would be like. Is it like even allowed? I'm guessing not good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not smart enough to really say anything more than that. Well, you know, yeah, that's about that's about where I lie on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we'll edit that in post. <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal. But um, the shirt was good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A little teaser for everyone. Or, I mean, just for you, I guess. But uh, I guess congrats, congrats on the album. Thanks. It's it's we're coming on a year. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a year in December. I think it was like a year and like a week it would be like officially done and recorded. Yeah. And then December 11th is going to be that and the big one-year anniversary is in New York City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come to the, the Knitting Factory. Come to the Knitting Factory show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be fun, yeah. If the world doesn't plummet again. Yeah, it's tough. The... Uh, for work i you know i'm a teacher and uh we have to start doing like these daily health surveys again because oh, you're still doing that yeah well they stopped but now middlesex county just went back to high transmission rate like there's like a marker that once it passes so now we have to do it again that's wild um yeah no um i also work in a school district in a capacity i'm not too at liberty to discuss but um Ah, fuck it. I'm a bus driver. <laughs> I I used to use that when I was in more of an admin position, but it's like, no, fuck it. I drive a bus. It's kind of a fun job. It's like you're on tour and you're taking kids to taking kids to learn. You right. see, for me, I think of it as like a male person or like a UPS driver, but the the packages have heartbeats. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we were doing masks. We were doing the daily health checks. We had like Crisis Go. I think that was like the universal one. And we stopped doing that where it's like you fill it out and you get like the barcode that says that's like green or yellow or red. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Um, fucking. But yeah, we were doing that for a while. Now we're just doing masks, but we're not distancing and we're not doing this. But I'm in Monmouth, so. Yeah. I. Do you as, have like anti mask kit, like Trump kids? Uh, <laughs> most of the, honestly, the kids are pretty good. The okay. kids are pretty good with it. Um, yeah. It's the parents that are just fucking awful. I'm sure your township has a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, I stay away from there. It's bad. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have a Facebook I actively use, so I don't. But if I, I got banned from my hometown's one a while ago just because I was just shit posting relentlessly. It would just be like something would happen, and I would be in the thread where one of one of the times someone was looking for a vet, and I was like, "I run a vet operation out of my basement. I'm not good, but I'm trying." <laughs> that I think that was the final straw. Yeah, that got me banned. Kind of a recurring pattern. You getting kicked out of Facebook groups? What's <laughs> NJDIY? Which add me back in. Yeah, mods, if you're listening, which they're not, but um, please, I, I, I'll back behave. In. I'll. I'm just saying it was a good flag, and I don't, I don't know. This is my plea. It was funny. We're just trying to have a good time. Mods. But yeah, no. Now it's like, I, I was like, I was upset about it at first because I was like a member of NJDIY for like seven years. It was like six or seven years at this point, and I was like, oh man, like 
then I was like, what the fuck is being promoted in NJDOI? Where it's like all the all the good shit just gets sent to our group chat. Where yeah. there's that show, <laughs> there's that show at the pizza place. Did you see this? No. There's a show going on at this pizza place, which I will remain unnamed. Oh, is it in where... New Brunswick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the it's like a bunch of bands I've never heard of, but it's ten dollars for men, five dollars for women, three girls free. What? In the current year. Wait. So three girls get in for free? I... What is that? <laughs> oh man. Oh man! I need to find the fucking. Is this a? Is this a damn straight entertainment bill? <laughs> is it? You know what? <laughs> it's no shade. I just no, no, okay. no, okay, no. It's cool. a lawsuit entertainment, no which idea. is really funny. I need to, sh- I need to find this fucking. Yeah, blog. that's rough. I mean, yeah, that group, the NJDIY group, it is just self promotion, and then like one person will come in and be kind of problematic and everyone gangs up on them and then that's like that's like the cycle of NJDIY but it's like it's done with all like Microsoft text oh my god it looks like a fucking Windows 95 screensaver it looks like a parody yeah 3D fonts but like my question is like how does the economy of the free women come in like if I bring six women would they give me money Because it seems like the more women, the less money gets involved. So I'm only imagining if you add more women, you start to get paid. Well, this brings up a good question for the podcast. Are women currency? (laughs) (laughs) We really got to get the promoters out to know The truth is, you know, they're doing a lot for women. Women can go to the show for free. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. It's... That's like almost weird, like a uh, club, like bar A or like a like a Guido bar would have those rules. Like, yeah, chicks come in and like, but I, I don't know. I don't even know what's kosher anymore because maybe they're trying to be inclusive and like maybe they're trying to fix the wage gap, you know? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, you know, that's a way to do it, except it's just like, I don't know. A little icky. <laughs> Something about that ain't right. Yeah. I don't know. Where I, 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 it's like. Obviously, it's like if you bring three women, you get in for free. But it's like with like that bill, it's like, can you name three women? Yeah. It's like free admission to the gig. Name a woman. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, are any of the bands, are they all like white bros? I listen to the one and it. The best way I could describe it is cigarette music. Yeah. All right. Which like no shade. You know, do your thing. But it's like. I don't know. There's there's a vibe to it. Yeah, uh, I can't judge. I played a fucking emo band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in a ska band. So who are we? I mean, you're about fun times and shit. My my genre is like you're a band that's respected for two years and then you get canceled <laughs> because. And this will probably do it. This is it. They're pulling up the tapes in a year from now, fellas. Are women currency? <laughs> Clip that. Please don't. Put it on the web. <laughs> well, I, one thing I do like about, like, uh, Fifth Wave Email, right, as it kind of has been titled, right? Yeah, Safe something like say. that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, like, less fucks are given. It's more like there's a little more attitude to it. I sound stupid, but I'm also, like, old. So, like, this is just my perception of it. We're, like... Um, Fourth wave was a little bit more pity me irony, like weed forever, and like, and this more is just like I'm fucked up, but like fuck you and like let's party. At least that's what I get from Ogbert. Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely more embracing, like, cause like the the thing with like fourth the the wave beforehand, I hate calling it like waves, but it's like very much waves. Yeah, where it's like that weed emo, it's like 
we're being ironic and we're singing about silly things, but also we're very serious. Yeah. And th- this is we're very about this where it's like a lot of like the fifth wave bands are like, I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> Which, like, you know, as someone. <laughs> but it's like, that's like, you're absolutely right. There's, like, a little bit more of, like, uh, less self-seriousness to it, which I've noticed has led to a lot of frustration amongst, like, people who aren't in on it, where it's, like, people just don't understand that, like, it's stupid. It's stupid. Everything is stupid. Like. For the record. Like, my God, like, I, I made a fucking fart joke the other day, <laughs> and it was, like, funny, and yeah. people laughed. Or, like, people talking about, like, like cranking hog. Yeah. Just saying cranking hog. It's, like, it's just, it's literally, like, pull-my-finger type humor, but it's, like, you know, we all know it's fucking stupid, but it's funny. Yeah. It's, like, I feel safe in a, in a music scene where people can admit that Family Guy is sometimes funny. Family Guy kind of rocks. Family times. Guy is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. There's some funny bits. I it's think... Like, is, it, is it, like, Scott Freak? But, you know, no, what the yeah. fuck is? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I, I think that's important. I think there is an aspect of that, like, pull my finger, the mantra of fart jokes, but it's kind of disarming. We're, like... Other band and like no bands. I'm not like mentioning anyone in particular, but sometimes when bands are too serious and like, you know, they're really like emotional and like staring at their pedal boards and tremolo picking, and it's like they want to be treated. But like, I feel like the best way to be inclusive is like, you know, break the ice with a nice fart joke. You know, I used to have a joke for like years where it's like everyone at the DIY gig is sex positive until you mention a butthole. <laughs> it's like, and now it's like. There's, like, a fucking, like, wide joke in Fifth Wave about people having piss kinks. Yeah. And that's just, like, a normal thing that I'm just used to seeing on the timeline. Yeah. And I'm like... I, I feel like that's where the part where I come in, I'm like, oh, <laughs> That might be a bit much. But that's like, no, that's the whole fucking point. Yeah. The second I start getting offended about it, I become the person I hate. Yeah. Yeah, it's a party. Everyone's invited. Make Make piss jokes and fart jokes. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and everyone's, like, mean, so it's, like, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, because, I, <laughs> I don't know, all the niceties, everything gets so boring. And, oh, my God, uh, so, I just fucking hate the fucking, like, fake tender Everyone's shit. networking, it's like, just fucking stop. Like, it's like this whole, like, oh, we're hugs and kisses, where it's like, I've had people tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah. At my own shows, and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather you just say that. Yeah. I'm always more on the boat of, like, just call me a fucking asshole. <laughs> If you think I'm an asshole, just call me an asshole. I'm cool with that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I personally don't have enemies. There's probably people who consider me their enemy, but I don't have any enemies. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Uh, this shit ain't going to last forever, so it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, and it'd almost be worse if someone at a show was, like, super nice to you to hope that they could open at your next big gig, and then, like, when you left, they were like, they're such a fucker. Well, it's that like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please book our ska band on your emo gigs. I'm actually stoked for that show, though. Oh, no, that show's going to be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really looking forward to I'm it. I'm curious to see how the best of the worst is received, but I also don't care too much. I mean, what I find really exciting about it is that, like, it's two completely separate scenes that, like, have commonalities. So, like, when we were talking about it in the aggregate chat, we were like, there's going to be, like, a bunch of people there for ska and then there's going to be a bunch of, like, people in cat ears for, like, Oolong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, like, 
I think that's cool. And that's I think, what I like to see. One thing I noticed at the UART show, the Super Bowl, right? Um, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's DIY Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Great marketing. No, but it, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, people were moshing. And I was like, fuck yeah, this rules. Like, you wouldn't always see that. I don't know. There was a period in the 2010s where people were just like this and like rocking out in their place. And like, that's cool too. Do your thing. But like, I was very happy to see that. Yeah, no, that's... I get, that's another thing about fifth wave that I really like. Where even with like fourth wave, it's like, unless you're like really fucking shredding, it's like no one fucking moves. Yeah, and it's like, come on, like it's fucking dance music. Let's fucking dance, and like people dance. I every show that Ogbert has played since like things have been lifted has been like people move throughout the entire set. Yeah, and that fucking it's like. I love being exhausted after playing a show. Like, that's... I I mean, I didn't really do myself any favors because up until Ogbert, I was making, like, fucking bedroom pop. But, like... Yeah. Even going to, like, emo shows. Because, like, I've, I've been going to emo shows for, like, the past, like, five, six years now. It's, like... This is the first time I see people, like, one, jazz to be there, two moving it's yeah. like yeah it's more cathartic i think you get you get more out of it at the end i mean that's what i love about ska shows it's just like it's like romp around you're dancing you're bouncing around you're pushing into each other and like everyone's feeding off each other's energy so it's like golly are we is this catharsis are, are we like using the scene for what it's supposed to instead of self-serious bullshit all the time yeah where it's like there's room for self-serious bullshit but it's like you know i'm at the gig i'm not like I'm not here to, like, fucking cuddle people. I work a shitty job, and I pay stupid bills all the goddamn time. I, I kind of want to let some shit out. I got, y- some, yeah. I got some shit to say. Yeah, that's, like, where we can all get together and do that. We're like, last gig, I made a fucking death threat, and people were like, woo! <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Did you threaten the crowd? Um, Never the crowd. They're so okay. nice. Yeah. Um, I, literally, like, the one thing I will say that I have been more than shocked about just, like, from being in an emo band is how fucking nice everyone is. Yeah. Like, I'm so used to just people being fucking shitty that, like, the smallest bit of kindness, I'm like, this means the world to me. And, like, the the kids who, like, come out to Ogbert shows are always just so fucking nice and, like... Like, I, when I was a kid, I was fucking, I was like a fucking creep. But, like, these kids are, like, so, like, nice and, like, what's it, what's, considerate and shit. Where it's like, I never feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's like, damn, why couldn't I be like you when I was a kid? Like, I fucking sucked. Yeah, I was definitely, like, a look at the floor, like, afraid to talk to my favorite band person. Still am a lot of the time, honestly. Oh, yeah, Sam, I, 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 I used to have a word of, like, the arm cross or something. I'm like, oh, you fucking... Schlubs, but it's like now it's like oh wait I had a basically two years of not talking to anybody ever I'm I forget how to people yeah yeah so uh, like these last couple shows it's like when I'm not doing the thing I'm like in the back and I'm like (laughs) on Twitter for the people who aren't watching the video I am uh, bracing myself. On Twitter, like, I'm having a fucking blast at the gig. <laughs> <laughs> just in the corner. <laughs> God, it's just... It, it feels like it, it feels like something, there's something happening, and it makes me happy yeah. to be a part of it. No, I totally get that. And I, 
I think. Uh, sorry. No, you're fine. I think one thing that was interesting was like we, you were talking because you came over to help me a lot with mail order, which is like super awesome of you, and I'll always appreciate it. But like one thing you were saying was like with the pandemic, the one thing was that it did sort of level some kind of playing field where like all all these fifth wave bands were like just shit posting and having fun. So it's and cool. It gets the people so fucking mad. I, I literally seeing it like when we were talking about that initially, nothing was happening. Yeah. Where, like, Super Bowl and, like, the couple shows that we've played since, it's like, I've seen it materialize, and it's like, oh my god, people like Ravenous. This fucking rules. Yeah. And it's like these, like, you know, local legend type bands who, like, you know, they're they're the kingpins and they're the people who say what goes and whatnot, and I... I've seen them play to empty rooms, and some of them just can't even get booked. And it's like, damn, maybe you just should have embraced the fact that, like, the tides have changed. Yeah. I don't know. You could you, you have the access to the same shit I do. I wanted to guess that, like, after the pandemic, like, Ska would be cool again. Like, I never thought that would ever happen in any capacity. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been on the up for a second, especially, like, with what Jared does. Jared's done, like, a huge amount of, yeah, legwork, for sure. Like... I feel like it's such it's such an internet thing that it makes sense that it like blew up the way it did. Yeah. Especially when it's like everyone's on the internet. For sure. Because it's like, you know, for years like the culture of like that ADHD type meme humor, it kinda like ties into like what Sky is where it's like it's fun, it's upbeat, it's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People like now crave a lot. For sure. I would say there's some like it's sort of tangential to like chip tune just in like the energy and like the vibe and maybe that's just because like i remember growing up and like playing sonic and like hearing ska all the time and it was just like always like overload but like it i think it's uh kind of cool how that all worked out i i personally love how things have turned out with like how shows are going where it's like i just don't i, I don't get how people are like leaving this period of isolation not wanting to feel a lot yeah. Where it's like, I get it's overwhelming, but it's like, you know, then it happens like, this is a lot. Or it's like, I just, I haven't met someone yet who was like, I started a shoegaze band during the pandemic. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with shoegaze. It's just like, there's a time and place, but like right now it's like, I, I don't have an Adderall script. <laughs> Yeah. All I want to do is jump around. I like it if it's, like, really good, but if it's not, I'm just, like, it's just some someone playing with toys. It's usually, a, a, not always, but a lot of time, a bearded man fucking pressing effects pedals. Which is fine. There's a place for it. Just not in my gaze. <laughs> yeah. Or anywhere close to it. Everyone's allowed to like what they like, so. Where I, I just finally listened to Loveless for the first time. Never heard, actually. <sighs> You're not missing much. It's one of the most expensive, like, shoegaze records where, like, the whole thing about it is it costs $250,000 to record. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, where it's, like, my whole thing about, like, indie rock bands from Asbury Park where I'm like, oh, the amp sounds so good. <laughs> where, like, it sounds good. It does. <laughs> but it's, like, none of it fucking stuck with me, and I'm mostly bored. Really, really nice haircuts and like just the bands like that are trying to get gigs at Asbury though, which yeah. is fine. Like, I, like there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah. I don't think there's anything like, especially being on the side of being constantly called fucking sellout and fucking money hungry t-shirt factory, the fucking works. Yeah. I understand why people would like to do something commercial because, you know, when you do shit you like and you just get shit on it for years, it's like, it's fucking demoralizing. So it's like, you know, if you're fucking good at making auto insurance jingle music, just fucking make auto insurance jingle. You know what? If you can get paid for it, fuck it. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Well, that's the thing. Like, are we just supposed to be broke forever? Like, I'm looking into my future. I'm 31. My hair's receding. I think I'm going fucking bald, dude. I don't know what's happening to me. But, like, in some, at some point in the past three months, the charm of living a punk, in a punk house for me has completely dissipated and now I'm just afraid. Now I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, it's like less about the lifestyle more like just kind of like applying that because it's like, yeah, I'm kind of fucking stuck in this world and I'm not going to go out and shoot a politician so like I guess I will just be a fucking good person, I guess. Yeah. Where like, big spoiler alert, motherfuckers, we don't really keep a lot of our profit. Most of it goes to mutual aid because we aren't money hungry. We just want to pay our bills. Yeah. And by bills, I mean the money for the band. If I put any money towards, like, my livelihood, I would feel a little more guilty about selling t-shirts. But it's like, mostly it's like people ask for it. Who am I to deny the people what they want and then if they want to support us it's like cool we'll put it towards something but it's like if not then i'm not going to keep the money i don't need this i have a job yeah and i mean you you your band hasn't even been super vocal about that that you're donating a lot of it because people are just supposed to be doing it you don't need a fucking pat on the back every Every single time time you're a good person (laughs) it's like uh, like oh my fucking god during ida where it's like yo i'll be in town if anyone needs hands it's like i have been out here yeah, yeah. My basement flooded with literal human shit during Ida. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's like, I'm not like, yo, I'm out here being a decent person today. Hit me up if you can give me throat. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of the internet is that. Like, see, I am good. Like, look at me being good. And it's like, and it, yes, very important to be good. Very important to give or whatever, but... I don't know. It's hard. You should be a good person because it's good to be a good person. Yes, yeah. I... I, 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 just, I just never got that uh, culture of like good per, good boy points, hats yeah. in the head type of shit. Because it's like every time I post something like that, I just feel fucking embarrassed. It's like it's it's rough. Yeah, where it's like you know I'll be transparent with like we announce we're donating something. It's like I will tell you the exact dollar amount. I'll send the receipt. Yada yada. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, I've done but it's that. like if it's a matter of just like me donating to a mutual aid, it's like yeah, I have a spare hundred bucks. Sure, it'll just go to that. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like. So are you are you doing are you donating that? Because it's like not everyone has fucking money. Yeah, it's like yeah no. You could give me the rigmarole of every single GoFundMe that you saw on someone else's story today, but like I'm fucking broke most of the time. If I'll if I have the cash, I'll throw it because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm not gonna get too much on my soapbox because I'm not a, like an active type of person in that. But it's like. Everyone in my band just does that because that's just what we're supposed to do. For sure. But, you know, T-shirt factory. Yeah. Well, you really got to let the emo free market decide what they want, you know? I cannot believe the favor-based economy turned on me when I had nothing to offer. (laughs) Golly gosh. Were a lot of people really upset? Uh, eh. I mean, we we get a a fair share of just kind of like people just – 
not really getting behind what we're doing. Like, you know, I have an annoying voice. Yeah. It's emo music. <laughs> it's not recorded very well. It's recorded well. It's not recorded extremely well. So, you know, never check your rate your music. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a band in a local scene with 7,000 listeners. So it's like I just kind of expect to not have everyone's approval on what we're doing, which is fine. I, again... I totally think that's fine. Yeah. I I make fucking emo music in 2021. Like, yeah, people are you, allowed to have an opinion. I, yeah. Oh, I went into the band expecting people not to like it. <laughs> if people like it, cool. If you don't like it, cool. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I wanted I wanted to ask, do you cuz I I saw your tweet like yesterday, but do you find yourself looking at you find yourself looking at Spotify a lot? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Right. <laughs> well, it's like, and I think where it really comes from is, I mean, ideally, and it's weird because we were just talking about like not being capitalist, but like ideally, if there is some perfect world where you could like be in your band and that was your thing. It would be like fantastic. Oh right? yeah, no, I would, I would love that. I would love to do the thing all the time. It's just me personally. I have said this for years. I will never pursue a career in creative anything creative. I just never want the pressure of like having to make something for a check. I totally get people that do and have the ability to. I cannot. It's hard. You have to put yourself in a box and like, even for music, I don't even really know how it works still. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's tricky. But if you, if you were, um, like if Ogbert did get deal a deal with like a bigger label, you would take it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, my my biggest thing, like we were talking about in the beginning, I just want someone else to fucking do it. Yeah, I don't want to DIY anymore. It's I'm like old. I'll DIY to a point where it's like I have no problem booking my own gigs. I have no problem designing my own merch. I have no problem having a hand in everything. But it's like the fucking mail order, the <laughs> fucking mail order. I fucking hate going to the post office. I hate get a label maker. Just come here and use the label maker. It's, it's yo, know, it made such a difference. I can't wait for the next time I'm on here after using the label maker. I'm like, you want to fucking, you just want to sell out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this this uh, podcast is sponsored by Stamps.com. <laughs> sponsored by Audible. Uh, fucking, yeah, no, I. Yeah, no, post office is rough without it. And I got it three years too late, trust me. But, like, it really, get a label. Or, yeah, use this. Send me your labels. I might have to freak it. Um, my job is fine. I, I might get one. I feel like now that I actually have a computer, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Either that or, you know, there's a fucking, like, printers exist. Packing paper tape. I, I make it hard for myself because I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, I well, like, have you had to do customs forms? Oh, my God. Nightmare. Oh, my God. I had to do three the other day, and I, I had, like, 20 minutes on my lunch break, and the guy was typing with his pointer fingers, and I was losing my fucking mind. There's a... I'm pretty sure you can get it filled out on the USPS website. I was looking into it. Okay. But... I don't know that for a fact. I've I've shipped out uh, like fifteen so international packages in the time of us being a band, and it's just like I just need to make the international shipping like hundred bucks so I figure it out. Oh, the shipping? It for records it's like thirty for shirts. I think it's like honestly twenty. It sucks. They they just to, raised it again. I had to turn someone down in uh, fucking Argentina. You know how much it costs to ship something to Argentina? How much? To ship one vinyl record, it was looking about eighty dollars. Oh my god! Apparently, their customs are like a fucking nightmare down there, especially like now. Where that, that was first class package, I believe so. This was a little while ago. This was like when the record first came out, and I was looking into where it was going, and it went a lot of places. But like, yeah. they fucking paid for it. 
Oh my god, that's like, wild! God fucking awesome, speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay eighty dollars for my own band. <laughs> but you know what? I I'm so glad you do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's super awesome of them. Um, how much was it to record? If, uh, the full record cost us nothing because we recorded it ourselves. Hell yeah! But mixing and mastering, we got a really good deal. We got it was four hundred dollars. That's for it. the entire record. Yeah. Because it was a buddy of ours who he he had hope in the record and was like, I'll do it just to be attached to it. Yeah. Which like I am more than grateful for Martin Chagani, fucking literal legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the the entirety of the budget where like after we did our big T shirt sale where like we sold so many T shirts, we had about two hundred dollars. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> not too much. It's not too much money, but, like, you know, for us, we're like, oh, shit, we can, like, get a song mastered. We can get, like, a single mastered really well. Yeah. $200. <laughs> so we wound up throwing a lot out of pocket where, yeah, the full the full hog of the record, like, putting out the record, I think it put us around, like, with the vinyl, it was, like, $2,800. Okay. We're like it was four hundred dollars mix and master. We had the four hundred dollar marketing scam, and we had two thousand dollars. I see you quitting. I so just drop that casually. <laughs> we'll get to it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it was two thousand dollars for the vinyl. We did two hundred fifty. Yeah. And yeah, no, I learned through that that I never want to record a record ever again. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Where, like, I have always been satisfied to sit in my room with a stupid little tape deck and just making stupid little beep boop beeps. Yeah. Where, like, this is the first time I've ever entered a studio where, like, the studio is basically just our practice space. We share a space with uh, Ross's dad who he and him take turns volume recording. They run it out to other bands. So it's like we get in there Wednesday night super late because that's what we can get in for free. And Sick. we recorded the entire thing in there. I think it was, like, all the guitars were through, like, one amp and, like, one condenser mic. We dedicated a lot of time to drums, and I'm pretty sure we just DI'd the bass. But it's like, you know, we did it, like, we did it on a crunch, and we did it very slowly because, one, we didn't know what we were doing, and two, you know, $200. That's a lot of money. <laughs> You're all set. You know, we were good. We bought uh, Gatorades one time. <laughs> that shit <laughs> rocked. <laughs> Yeah, that record was arduous. I never want to record a record again. Tracking everything yourself. That's what Best of the Worst did for the last one. It was tough. That's what really? Invalid, Invalids is doing now. It's Actually, no, we didn't do drums ourselves for Best of the Worst. We went to a studio in Freehold, but um, everything else we did. It's usually better just do the drums somewhere where it's like professional. Yeah. Recording drums is so fucking hard. It fucking sucks. I hate it. I have like some mics and I try to do stuff sometimes, but it's like, it's a nightmare. There's too many cables. I'm tripping over stuff. I'm getting frustrated. The uh, the invalid stuff I'm I'm tracking with Ray our bassist but he has mics and stuff and even then I just it's just so hard I hate I, I don't even know if I like playing drums anymore <laughs> I mean it's a good instrument I I've, I've been like trying to teach myself drums recently and I'm not very good at it because I don't like loud noises yeah and I don't like being the cause of loud noises you gotta get earplugs you know I'm half deaf in my left ear because of doing DIY shit so. I should have done that, like, years ago. I still haven't. I need to at one point. I need to invest, like, a really good pair of earbuds because I like doing what I do. And it's, like, at one point, it's either it's going to be the Jerome's dream route and my voice gives out because I don't know how to sing or I'm going to lose hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, 
I lost at least twenty percent. I haven't gotten it tested, but it's already getting hard for me. And and I'm like, oh, all right, let's see. You can always wad up toilet paper, put it in your ear. Little life hack. <laughs> Some wet toilet paper. Stuff for the road. Yeah. Oh all right, so about this $400 marketing scam. Oh, it's great. So for I Don't Hate You, right? Yes. That's what it's called, right? It is called I Don't oh, Hate sorry. You. Yeah. Um, you got a big publicist, big hotshot in the emo scene? The 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 biggest and the best. Yeah. And, um, what were you promised? Just go again. Uh, a lot of, in hindsight, big things coming soon where it's like, I can't knock it too hard because, like, basically we paid for a service for something we could have done ourselves sending six emails which we just didn't know how to do because we've never had to mark we've never had the inclination to market a record yeah so like for me that is completely fucking foreign my idea of marketing a record up at that point was uh being an njdiy and posting hey i'm dropping this on Bandcamp." yeah 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 where like there was vinyl behind it, so we were like, we should probably, Try. like, go to someone who, like, knows what they're doing. And they knew what they were doing. They were really good at sending emails where, like, I, I'll nae on it as much as I can because it's just, like, so fucking funny that it's, like, there's just someone who will just do the marketing for a record. They'll just be the person that sends emails. Yeah. Like and six or you'll seven. pay them money where it's like, I could do that from my phone. Anyone yeah. could do it. Anyone yeah. could do it. I think the idea is that they have connects, right? So if they're well, able, that's it. Were they flaunting that they're like some kind of hotshot, maybe affiliated with another bigger the, the, band in the scene? There was like the big P word publication thrown around. It was never anything promised, but it was like a lot of, I could send it to blank. Yeah. Which like... After, because I, I, like I, we, I've talked to a few bands who have been in the same rigmarole that we were in, and it was like, oh, I, I got charged five hundred, or like something like that. Yeah. But it's like there's fuckers out there who will charge like two thousand dollars for that. Yeah, it's and it's weird. like, damn, it's like if you dig hard enough, just for the sake of transparency, there's like a list of emails on most every website for submissions and it's like you could take your shot like that or like you could like kind of guess at emails or yeah. you could go to you could like stalk twitters and stuff like yeah, a lot of publicists have little buttons on their instagram that have email for sure yeah and like stuff like that and like you know like take it a little outside of the box where it's like you know this is where it kind of ties down to like i'm fucking tired of doing diy because it's like i never fucking thought of doing any of that myself until i had to be exposed to the other part of it yeah i think the idea is like yeah the person is like friends with these publicists and they can be like hey you cover this and they will but it's like often not the case you know i mean i know i know the address of the white house i could send your album to the white house if you want like you know yeah it, it's it's tricky i don't know but i've done podcasts i've done a couple in the past with publicists people who are running publicist companies and the whole podcast was me for an hour being like wait so what is this like what do you do <laughs> you get people excited about the album okay well it's like i remember what we were talking about this when we were packing records that one time you were like it's literally their job to write about music if it interests them they'll fucking write about it yeah because that's their job where it's like i up until the record came out and after i got burned in 800 different directions and just kind of lost ties with people, etc. Because we sold out. It's like, 
this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Where, like, around the same time I started my first office job, and after realizing the inner workings of an office, I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and, like, at the end of the day, it's like, the people who I'm afraid of, who know what they're doing, don't know what they're doing, too. And it's like, yeah, I'll send an email now. Yeah. I, I am not afraid to send an email and say, I have a record where, like, you know, it kind of goes all back to the good guy backed hard economy where it's like, oh, yeah, this person. Yeah, yeah, they got, like, a lot of followers. Oh, yeah, they like the band. Sure, all right. But it's like, you know, I, I guess now I'm talking for, like, a position of seed privilege where it's like my band is now at a point where it's like Brooklyn Vegan will just write about us if we do something. Yeah, yeah. And that's because... Again, their job is to write about what's relevant in music. Because I paid four hundred dollars to end up on their radar. That's because all it took. It all it took was one, one four hundred dollar email. Where <laughs> you know I won't, I won't, I won't ham on it too much because like you know public, it's fucking stupid. Though it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it sucks. I, it's inherently like gross and. A lot of the things they promised didn't work out. This Are you publicist. telling me that the music scene has exploitation? <laughs> what? Wait. There's people that use their status and clout to <laughs> exploit teenage bands? Not your band, but I think, <laughs> I think this person worked with kids, right? Like, uh, yeah, what's yeah, your allowance? Yeah. yeah, all right. Just have your dad send me another 50, and then we can really get this thing popping off. I mean, I'm not going to ham on it, but the the kids that we talked to got charged a little bit more than we did. But, I mean, we're not going to – I won't say mustache-twirling villain, but I'm saying, you know, maybe you should be a little more DIY about it. Yeah, yeah. And also, the – I'll say the band of champagne-colored cars went through the same publicist, and they're older. They're like my age, and they – same experience, you know? He sent a couple – they sent a couple emails, and uh, are we saying too much? (laughs) I don't care. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Our working relationship ended after I sent a happy New Year's email and got nothing back. So, yeah, that's. I mean, they got the money. So, like, if you want an email back, you probably have to send them more money. I can't believe. I can't believe I didn't make a new friend. <laughs> DIY is so. I thought we were homies. You called me the king. <laughs> you called me royalty on Maine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's it sucks. I'm too old to even know how to do stuff like that, I think. Or like I'm not I don't and I don't want to be like, oh I'm old, but like I'm just out of you know, DIY the DIY scene exists like from let's say seventeen to like twenty six, twenty seven. And then like everyone just kinda becomes adult. I don't I don't know. I sound stupid. There's no right or wrong age to do anything, but I don't know. It's it's weird. For choke artists, I find that people are, like, a little older, generally speaking. I don't know why, but, yeah. It's kind of the attitude of just, well, y'all have always made fun things. Well, thank you. It's always fun music. And up until recently, there wasn't a lot of respect put on the name of fun music. Yeah. I feel like now is the time to make something fun, and you have been doing something fun for such a long time, and I feel like you're finally getting the respect you deserve, especially with Best, best of the Worst. Yeah, that's wild. Y'all are fucking killing it. That's been, thanks. That's been a band for like 15 years, though. And it's like, it's funny because we, we're all, we're based out of New Brunswick, and it's a transient town, right? Like, every four years, kids are leaving. So we've had waves of popularity. 
2008 to 10 playing VFW halls and like in at Meat Locker, Meat Locker Residency, 2010 to 2013. Then that, then all those people moved to Brooklyn, and then a New Brunswick Residency, like 2016 to 17, and now like it's come around again. But it's like in between, it was like not a lot of people interested. It's just like interesting how it works for that band. I don't know, but we'll never stop. So, I mean, it's. That last record was so fucking good. Thanks. Like y'all made good shit. That last record was just like fucking like. I think it was so the best good. thing we've done. So that that makes me feel better for sure. So, it it honestly it, it gives me a lot of hope. Honestly, like I I love the fact of just like y'all just kept doing the thing and it worked. Where but, like kind of the same deal with my shit. Where like me and Ross have kind of been into the same shit for years, and like our shit finally took off because like the clock lined up the right way. Yeah. Well, one thing that's weird is like I don't feel anything about anything good happening most of the time. Hey, I'm just same. like I'm just like right, cool. Like I'm grateful, and I don't I don't ever want to sound like I'm not grateful. I totally am grateful for whatever happens to anything. But I'm like I still have to go to fucking work on Monday. You just feel you just feel burnt about it. It's just like I, I feel the same way. Where it's like like last night I was like laying in bed just staring at my wall like. I hadn't talked to anyone in, like, six hours at that point because, like, my roommates were doing their own thing, and I was just, like, laying in bed. I'm just, like, damn, like, I have work tomorrow. I achieved what I considered my dream. I still have work tomorrow. I still have bills to pay. Nothing has changed. The only difference is, oh, hey, the thing happened. Yeah. But it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, I'm always happy that it's something that, like, I can always escape to. Uh, sure yeah you're right about that like Where, i i don't know i i've always seen like music as something where it's like i i i could always escape to it yeah like no matter how shitty things are going it's like that stays the same where like up until recently it was always like something that was like a little more private for me just because no one was listening but, <laughs> like it was always the thing where it's like it was very personal to me it was like it's Something I have complete control over. I can do it whenever I want. I can pick it up and drop it whenever I want. It's just like something I have complete control over where I'm living a life where I have no control over anything. Yes. Yeah. It's like a place where you feel like you can really be yourself too. Exactly. So where having people liking that and doing like really into what you're doing has been very like extremely validating and like such a plus where it's like – I, I ride a high for days afterwards. Yep. And it, it's it's cool. It, it's like, okay, so this is why I do it. Because it feels good when I do X. And, you know, I can't really say that about a lot of things. Yeah. Where, like, you know, my, yeah, I'm a, pretty, I'm a pretty depressed individual where it's like, you know, I laugh about a lot of shit. But it's like, you know, that shit bothers me all the time. I'm fucking, I'm fucking miserable most of the time. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like. I could disappear into the music, man. Just get lost in it. Just get lost in it. And by lost in it, it's like, you know, I hear Ross play the riff and, like, my eyes dilate and I become fucking werewolf. <laughs> yes. But. Yeah. No, I totally get all that. It, I mean, it makes sense. Like, and when the good moments happen, it makes everything worth it. Like, everything else that you have to deal with. I've just found, and may, maybe something's wrong with me, but, like, those moments happen less for me. Even though, like, cooler things are happening, I'm just like... All right, yeah, but I don't know if I'm, like, overworked, and I don't want to sound like 
I'm like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm spread too thin in like a lot of ways. So, but I don't think I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, that's a thing. That's a, oh my god. I'm talking to someone who has no interest or like just not really aware of this universe. Okay. At all. Yeah. Where it's just like one day they texted me. Okay, I see you talk about it all the time on Twitter. What is DIY? Wow. Like crafts? <laughs> Which is like my favorite line, but like yes. It's like they're like, "Well, it sounds like you're having like a lot of fun." And I'm like, "I don't know if fun is the word, but like I'm doing it." It's like I don't know. It's like the most intensive, exhaustive like thing I lose the most at and win the most at type of hobby where it's like it's it's a hobby. Yeah. It's just something that has absolutely consumed my life. Yeah. I just wish it was something like model trains or something. <laughs> that would be tight. However, you know, there's probably fucking drama in the model train universe. Yeah, there probably is. People on forums, oh, his trains aren't rigged correctly. I, I think that the scary thing for me is I don't know what else to fucking do. Yeah, I'll drink to that. I don't know what else. This is I've operated this way since I was 14, 15, like playing in bands and shit. I'm 31. I don't know what else to do. It scares me. <laughs> is this it? Well, yep. the next step is to sink all your money into a venue. I don't know if I told you how close I was a couple months ago, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about this too, but I think I might want to try. It would be fun. Well, I mean, I know people who'd be into it. Let's talk. Yeah, well, we'll have a nice meeting. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, what's it called? Lincoln build. Yeah. <laughs> so do you really think Ogbert's going to break up in like, a year um break up might not be the right word blaze of um, glory fucking crash to the ground Call i think it. we're just gonna get bored of making emo because we don't get bored of each other we've been friends for years yeah so it's like we i don't think we'll ever get bored of playing music together i feel like we'll get bored of doing the type of music we do together which i think is like a really common thing especially with emo because it's like you can only sing about your trauma for so long where it's like it either becomes a mask and you just kind of like put it on to put on a show or like or it's unresolved and you just never you're just it. like this weird undeveloped man child and you just drone on and just I get that. Yeah, it's hard. Well, you can start singing about like your mortgage and shit. I could do the sprained route and just become like sad old guy rock <laughs> yeah. which like that sprainer fucking rules yeah 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 like if well, i was to be a band i want to be a fucking sprainer yeah sprainer is super tight what's uh pat is the one dude right this new band's nona i don't know if they're still playing oh yeah but it, yeah. it was cool but i i could see you know in five years you'll be back on this podcast i'll be completely bald and you'll be like and that's why we're playing alternative rock now yeah the thing is it's just like the pipeline is either you get really into like big star indebted power pop or you like spread yourself between five really bad slam bands <laughs> where I'm kind of going both ways where like, you know, after making an emo record, I never want to listen to emo ever again <laughs> where it's like, I like my friends bands. Yeah, yeah. I very seldom listen to music that isn't made by people I like. Yeah. So... I need that degree of separation where it's like uh, emo exists. Uh, so it's like I started listening to like a lot of like power pop compilations. There's like a lot of good shit out in Numero, which, you know, I'm now a 20 something with a stupid haircut who's into Numero. Hell like, yes. Never heard of that. <laughs> and 
it's just like getting into like power pop and stuff like that, and then like getting into like grind and fucking yeah, yeah, more visceral stuff is like good because you just get the the reaction you need, like you get it easily, you know. It's just really cool finding shit that like sounds timeless. Like a lot of that power pop just sounds like it's always been around. Yeah, like and it's just oh, mm. <laughs> I bought I bought my first jangly guitar. And I've been just sitting in my room just, like, trying to do cleaners from Venus rips, and I'm living my best life. Hell yeah. However, I don't know what that's going to say for the fifth wave crowd. I, I don't know. You <laughs> might get a you might get a song about me wanting to be someone's boyfriend, but I don't know. You might, you might also get a slam song. Who knows? There's a blast beat on LP1, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, as long as you're having fun. That's all that matters. It's all about having fun. Yeah. But however, yeah, no, Ogbert, Ogbert has a, Ogbert is, that's, that is a, that is a, that is a definitive ending. This, this just sounds like a marketing ploy to me. Like, see it while you can. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not on purpose, but also like, yeah, no, we're going to get bored at one point. Yeah. We're like, right now it's fucking great. Who knows? Maybe we'll be. We'll maybe we'll just never put out anything else, and we'll just have fun playing the riffs because we're really good at playing them. Yeah, I mean, y'all are great. That oh, show, shucks. Philly show ruled. Yeah, no, it's like I love playing the songs. I love throwing myself around. I love. I love the whole experience of playing in a live band, which, like, you know, didn't. I got kind of the same thing out of playing virtual shows, but, you know, there's something about uh, the live experience. Yeah, yeah, not the same. I had literally had to th- hurt myself on a virtual show to feel anything. Like, we, like, <laughs> the Thirsty Guys one. Wasn't that, like, a solo set? I did a solo, then I did one with Cheech, who was living here at the time, and he literally dislocated his knee at the end. <laughs> He's like, you can hear his pop, it pop, but he takes his oh. guitar, his fender, and just boom, and he tries to break it, and it doesn't, but, you, yeah, it was fucked up. But we had fun. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Punch, just romp around, you know, just punching stuff. I will say, I smashed two guitars so far playing live shows. Yes, isn't which, it great? Just like rolling around it and fucking, fucking rules. Yeah, you know yeah. what doesn't rule? Paying for it to get fixed. Yes. yes. So I, I think I'm going to now become like a hip shaker type of person. I, I don't know about throwing around, but you know, maybe I'll get into like doing something like this. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of worried shoulders. because I've aged, and uh, Thirsty Guys has a show coming up, and I don't know if it's going to be the same. As it was before, pre-pandemic, where like I've had like back problems the past year, and it's like I don't know, like thirsty guys typically like I did a cannonball off of a stage at Sidebar in Baltimore onto concrete, just hit concrete, and people pulled me up. But like it used to just be fucking ball of energy, and I don't know. I we'll see, we'll see. I think once you hear the first doo doo, it's like <laughs> once the first ska upstroke comes in, I'm just like ah. Well, typically how it goes for me, it's like I. I literally just enter this mode of adrenaline where I just keep going and going where like I will hurt for days after playing a set. Yeah. I was talking to um I got lunch with uh Brandon from that band Home is Where. Yeah. And we were just mutually bonding over the fact that we'll perform, go out of body and then just have back pains for the next like couple days cuz like Brandon's like a year older than me and we were just like, yeah, no, it's like I just do shit live and I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah. But it's kind of worth it at the time. Oh, yeah. no, it's great. Like, I, I don't know if you saw me immediately after the Super Bowl set. I got knocked in the head by Sean's bass and cut the top of my eye. Oh, and I was bleeding <laughs> down my face. I didn't realize until I went to the bathroom. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> cool. Damn. 
Yeah. It's part, you know, what we were saying before it makes it all worth it, though. Like, that moments like that are, like, fun, and, like, it almost feels good getting hurt during a set sometimes. In, like, oh, yeah. a weird way. The adrenaline and shit, and then the next day you pay for it. It feels, it, it just feels, it, it feels raw. Yeah, it feels fucking like, rock and roll. Like, that shit that people talk about where it's like, oh, this is, like, tender and important. Yeah. My tender and important is hurting myself really badly playing a show. Yeah. And then just, like, hurting for days afterwards. That's my soft, tender moment. Yes. When I have a scar where, like, I had this black and blue, like, like I got, like, surgery done on my fucking nose or something. You know how, like, when you do – they do nose jobs. They have to break your nose. You get yeah. two black eyes. Yeah. I had, like, something like that going on for, like, two days after Super Bowl. Fuck. And my coworker was like, what the fuck happened to you? And I'm like – I lived. <laughs> I felt something for once. It, it it felt good. Yeah. Where I, I'm actually debuting a new band uh, this Monday coming up. Where I don't know when this is going to go up, but that would be uh, September 13th. Yeah. I. This will be up after. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but is that I'm, Jabroni Hawk? That's Jabroni Hawk. Cool. Jabroni yeah. Hawk is a uh, NJ emo super group. Okay. Where it's like. It's, I am the youngest person in that band. Oh hell yeah! And I'm the vocalist, and I've never done just vocals in a band. Have fun! I am so fucking excited. The only thing is, it's on the same bill with Ogbert, so it's like, I need to spread out at how I'm going to get hurt that night. Yes, you have to. Yeah. Um. Thir- so a bit. Uh, at Fest, there's like a ska stage, right? And this band from Japan, SMN, dropped. So the dude who runs Bad Time Records texted me and was like, would Thirsty Guys want to play? And the same day is Best of the Worst. And in my head, I was like, how would I do this? But luckily, our dr- I mean, luckily we can't. <laughs> luckily, our drummer can't make it. So it's like, it's fine. Yeah, stay but- true to the song. You fucking sell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, also that. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But luckily, we're not playing Fest. <laughs> Staying true. That's punk. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, Staying we... truly moralistic and not breaking from it. The not playing fest song isn't even like really about fest. It's about like pay to play shows and like gross booking agents and package tours. Well, I mean, I know that. I know, but it's like weird. <laughs> it's like just a weird song. And we probably are going to play next year. So I want to say, Fest, you're all great dudes and you're backed hard. <laughs> this song is about. Not playing fast. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> like, that's like, uh, that's such a fucking, oh my god, I. Well, but it did become a status symbol for a lot of bands. It's like a fucking feather in a cabin. It's like, yo, you're playing at a pub at 2 a.m., a pub called Magoobies. Like, who's who cares? Like, well, fucking, um, that's how I broke into my band that we weren't playing fast. <laughs> I sent this link to the song. I'm like, great news, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to see what uh, I feel like that song will at least for like another year or two. But that song will circulate in October a little bit. It's an anthem. So yeah, in a weird way, it's a fast anthem. You done it. <laughs> yeah. I made a. You made a song for like the underdogs. I made a song to advocate against drinking and driving. That's what fine's about. Oh no shit! Real? Yeah. Yeah, it was about uh, someone I know who got really fucking hurt in a. Uh, drinking and driving accident and killed one of our classmates oh my god fuck well it's like that but like selfishly comparing it to like 
crashing emotionally because emo i need to make it about me yeah yeah yikes <laughs> clip that <laughs> Woo. where do you yeah where do you pull a lot of your lyrics i guess just from what you're feeling um a lot of pain um yeah. that that like <laughs> you're a, tr- a troubled soul oh <laughs> uh, fucking um so, so god damn i so so i made a tweet a while ago that was like there is no best Ogbert song because we love all the songs equally. So someone asked, what was your favorite song to write? I'm like, none of them. <laughs> they were all awful. Yeah. But, like, real. It was, like, a lot of it was pulled from, like, my process of, like, dealing with my emotions where it's, like, I only know how to write directly because I don't know how to write. So... I will just take journal entries and weird little note notes app things where the last track that we recorded for the record vocal wise was you like the Raiders, which is literally just a diss track. And I'm only saying that now because I don't have to fucking live with him anymore. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I will kill you. (laughs) Cut that. You've heard of your live real death threats. <laughs> but it's like, it was like something happened and I was just pushed right over the edge. Yeah. yeah and I, I went to the studio. I'm like, I got lyrics now. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel better after writing it? Or no. you, do you feel anger when you sing it? We don't play it. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, we played it once for uh, for a virtual thing, but it's like, it's everyone's least favorite song to play. It's like everyone's least favorite song on the record. Okay. And it's like, no, nah, that's right. That's deserved. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, everything else is, like, masked a little better. That song is just, like, very much, if you know me, you know what that song is about. And it's just, like, wow, you really immortalized that. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough looking back on songs sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly proud of the record. I, I, I'm I'm really proud of the record. Yeah, you should be. But, you know, it's, like, all of it was from just absolute just fucking embarrassment. Yeah. And now it's, like, it's a concept album. Right, starts at a, loosely. Starts at a party, ends at a funeral, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. We um, we tried to. It like mostly works. Where like we realized like after putting everything in sequencing, it's like, oh, this like tells a story about someone just spiraling. Yeah, this rules. Yeah, hell yeah. We're yeah. like, who the fuck would have guessed the fucking intro song would be our most popular song? Because like it's like that song's not about anything. Yeah. But you know it's that's pop punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it um, it's it, yeah, it's basically about a fictional scenario where I just continually uh, spiral, spiral, and then wake up after a friend of mine dies. Yeah, and that is super cool. <laughs> clip ah. that. <laughs> Someone clip that. <laughs> Friends dying. Fucking no, no, not even joking. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. Do you, do you feel like there's a need to pump out more music? Like, as a, a content creator, do you feel like there's, like, a never-ending you need to feed social media with content all the time? Uh, sometimes. I That's mostly for the Twitter stuff. I, I can do shower thoughts all day. Yeah, that's just you being you. Yeah, yeah. But, like, as for, like, music and stuff, it's like I'm kind of a little bit more careful with music where it's like I can pump out music, like... I, I can write a song. I enjoy writing songs. It's like it's it's like I look at songwriting the same way people look at like Sudoku puzzles or it's sure. like I could yeah. figure this out and do this. Yeah, this same, goes here. Honestly. Yeah. 
And it's like it's I think that's like a really cool kind of mechanism to have that I feel like people put a little too much importance into. So for me, I like writing like stupid little jingles where like I have a lot of jingles just like on my phone where like I I wrote a jingle that I want to try to sell to the pizza place on French Street. It's like Sam's Pizza. Yes. Sam's Chicken and Pizza. Oh, fuck. Uh have you ever heard the rap song about them? What? I'm thinking. Oh, I might be thinking Chicken Express, but Sam is the guy, so I think it's. I'll show you after this. Someone he has a fucking. Jingle, God dude. damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show. It's, I thought I was onto something. It's wild. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, but you should. I uh, I made a ska song about Wawa, and uh, I tagged them. It's like a 15 second, and they sent me a Wawa shirt and sandals. Oh shit! And now I'm ready to shill for any corporation. We got a retweet from PBR once. Yes. PBR is like going like punk, right? Or, well, I mean the, they always were, but I mean like on social media. The PR person for PBR, I believe, is the bassist from Save Face. Oh, fuck on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I think that's like a new thing, though. I think that's like a recent development with like the last couple months. Yeah, but like they started doing like the rat tracks where yes, they playlisted Ogbert. Yeah, and I was like, I'm so glad you didn't see the song about Bud Light Lime. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of cool. It is. It is weird when these corporations have like they're doing like clapbacks and they're like, you know, they're trying to be more humanizing, which is the best way to make sales. But it's weird when like Wendy's is like dunking on Burger King and like, oh yeah, that's there's a there's that meme where it's like the fucking. <laughs> It's like the spider crab shooting lasers. It's just a silenced brand. <laughs> yes. Like, that... If you see any of those types of tweets, you'll just see endless crabs in the replies. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That That's, like, a weird sensation where it's, like... I feel like that was, like, at its worst, like, two, three years ago. And, like, everyone kind of caught on to what Denny's was doing on Tumblr. Yeah. Where, like, they were, like, the original people, like, kind of just kind of dunk on themselves. Like, remember, oh my god, remember when, like, fucking Sunny D and Oreo were, like, talking each other off a ledge? Yes, yes. Like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, I don't know. But do you think anyone was like, that rules, I'm buying Sunny D. This is epic. Yeah. Totally. Meanwhile, Nabisco workers are, like, having some of the worst working conditions, like, of all time. But yeah, shout out Oreo. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, because Clip they... that. Yeah, because they were epic, right? It's so they, stupid. Oh, this is so epic. That's like, what's weird. That's what, like, makes me worried, is uh, they, they can pull veneers over your eyes and make it be like, well, we're cool, but it's like, treat your workers like fucking shit. You put chemicals in your food. It's weird. I can't believe the corporations are being bad, but trying to be really cool in the public eye. What's that like? Seriously. And now it's just for the new generation. So it's like, oh, well, we need to get all Twitter and be cool. We're, oh, my God. I, I, we I, need I, to I, stand Beyonce. Like, what? Shut the fuck oh. up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, I've, I've, always, I've always fucking hated that shit. I, I haven't owned a working TV that, like, has cable access or, like, access to commercials in, I think, like, eight years now. I or like the only time I see shit is like YouTube ads. Yeah. On Twitter, my Twitter is mostly just people I follow. I fucking I, I just don't get why you would follow a brand on Twitter. Yeah. Like yeah. how devoted are you to the uh Cheerios fandom? Yeah, let's see what Cheerios are up to. Yeah, it's They're... like, oh I'm so glad I'm following Cheerios. Yeah. Unless oh. you think the B is like really sexy, which I understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Tight little tight little ass. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's what weird. I even, I get weird when uh, I, and I get it to an extent, but like, I I get weird when there's like sucking up to celebrities. It's because it's like why like, 
you're just enabling them more. Well, that culture, that I never really got that kind of culture, but like I, I guess I get it where it's like you know. The idea of being involved is something. It's like the same reason people like get involved in like clubs or whatever. But it's like, like I, like I get it with like fandoms of like bands or media, where like even like the fucking Marvel people, like they, at least it's like there's a tenable product that's like entertaining. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to stay in a fucking restaurant or like a fucking brand of cereal where it's like. That's, like, the complicated thing about Twitter, because it's, like, that's kind of where a lot of critique for Ogbert comes in, where it's, like, we're very much selling a product. Yeah. So it's, like... I mean, but kind of everyone is on social media, even if there's no money, you're selling social capital. Well, like, Like, going back to the thing earlier about the numbers, it's just, like, the whole reason we have social media is because, like, we want people to know who we are. And that's, like, why most bands have social media. Yes. Or at least started social media. Yeah, there's no way to deny that it is, like, some kind of extension of ego, right? Like, It's, like, you just gotta own the fact. It's, like, yeah, I kind of want people to see this shit I'm pouring a lot of effort into. And I think, I think the more people just accept the fact that, like, yeah, I'm a little egotistical. Like, everyone is. It's like, right. yeah, you're a fucking human being. You like kind of ha- you like having eyes on you, or else why the fuck would you tweet something into the public? Yeah, like if if you were really that devoted, you would be making cassette tapes and distributing them amongst your friends. And you live in the woods, like yeah, you like- would uh fucking while picking your homegrown cotton to make your own t-shirts. You then give yourself fifty lashes because you're on occupied Lenape land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. It's hard. It's hard to be completely altruistic in that sense, and like completely no ego. Like you know, even with this thing, like I had it for four months, and I'll, I was like, "This will make me feel better." And then in four months, I was like, "I miss like being a present person. I don't know what's going on. I just feel sad and out of the loop now." And it's like I think like to a degree, there's like there's definitely a conversation to be had about that like general sensation of like FOMO in terms of just not being there all the time we're like you know that's the culture of smartphones like that's why like you can't see it on camera or can't see it but I, I have my phone very far out of my reach right now and I'm just continuously looking down and watching it like light up and I'm like oh, wow yeah you got a call before that said it was from Will Smith <laughs> That's Rye Guy. Uh, okay, so yeah, um, Rye Guy is one of like my long time. Like I have, me and him have been friends since freshman year of high school. Yeah, like just all time like favorite people in the world. And because we were in ninth grade, and stupid shit was funny, we were like really getting into like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air YouTube poops. <laughs> so like. His contact name since I've known him since we met each other at age 14, has his name has been Will Smith. Yes. And there will never – I will never make it Ryan because yeah, I will lose it. Yeah, yeah. I know if it's Ryan, it's Will Smith. <laughs> Hell yes. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is going on? I know with the hip young lad, Rx nephew, Will Smith ain't too popular. But... Yeah, that, that video was insane. <laughs> It took, like, a dark turn at the end. I was like, oh, I mean, it was a lot of it was The thing is, like, it was all uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kept going. (laughs) Where, like, it just, like, starts off, like, fellas, look up Slither Conspiracy by RX Nephew. Yeah. Just if you need a ride. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was uh, six minute. The beat was nice, and uh, the flow was off the rails a little. But the things he was saying, I was when like, the line started overlapping, that's like when I needed to take a seat. I did pause halfway through it. I was like, uh, "What?" And it's like at the end of it. I couldn't help but feel like personally liable to answer all of his questions. But I was also like, that's going to make things worse. <laughs> like after I showed Teddy that yesterday yeah. where I, I don't know how in the loop you are with uh, Teddy's whereabouts at the moment, but the, Teddy is on a train going across the country right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like they're just constantly consuming whatever gets thrown at them. So I was like, here you go. You need this. You need this. And this is after Rye guy showed me it after we had a very long night of drinking and sat down and was like, have you ever heard RX Nephew? I'm like, no. <laughs> what a great time to and hear And he it. put that on, and I was just sitting there like, it started off like, ha-ha, and then it turned to like, <laughs> and then like back to, because <laughs> it's like, it's so much. Yeah, seriously, RX Nephew, this, we need to plug it a second time. How the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the one line about Eve, like Adam and Eve, I was like, I, I, I started <laughs> I started dying. It's like, this is fucking a lot. It's but, just like, it was that, and then it was like, dissing Rugrats, and then like, the whole homophobic tirade about Will Smith. Yes, yes. Man. And, and then the COVID-19 conspiracy. It's like, it has everything they to hit get every you mad. box. Trump. It, it was every check mark. Oh my god, that fucking line where it's like, I'm a... Expletive Trump, I'll make the cemetery great again. Yes. That, that was line, really I was like, because I was like... <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first line where I was like, "Damn, he's got bars." <laughs> like, like, where it's just, oh my god, and, and like, my god, I I've been thinking about that video non fucking yeah. stop. Let's watch it after this. Hell yeah, <laughs> we need to experience it. As yeah, a group. let's uh, let's wrap this up. Actually, we'll, we'll leave him with Arg's nephew. But um, shout out, yeah, plugs. Come see Ogbert Oolong, best of the worst, and wind up kid knitting factory, December twenty second. December 22nd. Yeah. A couple days before uh, Xmas. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll have a good time. All the people who... Only the real New Yorkers will be at that. Because <laughs> all the transients are going to go home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for doing this. This is fun. For sure. Th- anytime. Yeah. I, uh... Talking shop. <laughs> Being a little insane on the mic. Woo! All right.